I have had the privilege to see the essence of another human being and connect with it. And I think that is almost, if I'm being honest, all I can ask out of life. I'm Haley. I'm Amanda. And And we're we're Haley and Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Happy say happy saturday everyone but i don't know what day you're listening no yeah i mean we these come out on mondays so happy new week happy day happy day um this episode is about friendship o m g you know i feel like our pledge really captures some really special moments of our friendship not all friendships have a pledge no and they shouldn't <laughs> Because it's weird that we have a pledge. And let's 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 do our pledge. Okay. And, and please join in, you know? Please join the pledge. Are you ready? Here we go. Here, can you hold your horchata and do this? Yes. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God. Indivisible. Just us for all. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) That pledge doesn't say anything about our friendship. Yes, it does. We're indivisible. And it's just us for all. Okay. Maybe it says a little something. And we're United Mates and we're in America. And we live purdy. Yeah, we do. Every day. Every day we're living purdy. When you just said purdy, it made me think of um, the Dalmatian. Perdita? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this episode this week is about friendship, which I think we're experts on, if, you, if we're being honest. Yeah, and, you know, we don't want to come across too cocky. I do. But I, I feel cocky about this topic. On a, vi- <laughs> on a very serious note, actually, I would say that our friendship is... One of the things I think is one of the only things I've really done right in my life. Don't start I mean, being sweet and making me cry in the first five minutes of this. Well, well, and I, I, you know, I've done some other things right, I guess. But it's like, it's something that I'm so proud of and it's so important and it's something that will be a continuous like line till the end of my life, you know. Right. And we kind of talked about it a little on our Enneagram episode how we met and how we feel about each other blah blah how blah. we work so well together because of our enneagrams but yeah we're we're gonna go actually more in depth today about how to be a good friend and what that has looked like for us mm-hmm. in our lives um not just between each other but in other friendships um so we're gonna dive into that um first do you have any updates anything new going on with you this week um, I, I got, I've been working on some new paintings Yeah, and I really, really am liking them. They're giving me some new life. Yeah. And you got, you got the Invisalign bite too. That's <laughs> true. Oh, can I just say this is a shout out to Megan Braun. She was telling us that she was listening to. Um, the podcast and I said oh which episode did you listen to and I'm thinking you know she's gonna say something like poetry or you know 
Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah, like some sort of in-depth topic. And she said, I watched the one, or I listened to the one where Amanda gets Invisalign. (laughs) Like, forget what the topic was. That episode was about my teeth falling out from Invisalign. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really funny. (laughs) And, you know... Speaking of friendship, I think, you know, we're on here talking about things that are meaningful to us and important to us and that give us joy, but also we're just being friends mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, we're friends on this, e- that started a podcast. Yeah. And so that's why we're going to talk about friendship. But how's your Invisalign? Oh. <laughs> I was like, where well, are you going with this? Um, oh, what, well, well, what I was the, saying it's is not that the company Invisalign's actually a brand. The brand that we're both using right. is Byte, B-Y-T-E. Right. And, and we really do like it. I'm on, you know that I'm on week 11 and I, it's a, her teeth are so straight. Well, y'all, you can't imagine. You can't believe it. It's only 14 weeks. So I literally have three weeks left and I'm done. Can you believe that? No. Time flies in quarantine. I mean, whenever I first got them, I was drinking so many pina coladas to freeze out my teeth from the pain. So that that was a long time ago. Amanda experienced the pain of doing it the all day aligners. Yeah, you wear them all day, 22 hours a day. You take them out to eat. But there is an option to do night bite. And I told Haley, I said, if I could go back in time, I would Mm. pay the little extra money to do night bite so you don't have to wear them all day and be worried about taking them out to eat and so she did the night one so it's my first week I'm loving it it I mean I feel them at night because I'm not used to sleeping with something in my mouth right and I can feel like my teeth getting loose in my head like they are about to loosen up yeah I I know that they're moving already I can already tell and it's only been like we're gonna have such straight teeth Growing up, y'all. <laughs> Finally, at third in our early 30s, we're going to do it. It's great. I'm so proud of us. Um, yeah, this week has just been, um, I don't, I was telling Haley, like, I just have felt so bored this week. It's been boring, yeah. It's been so boring. You know, I know we're all very limited right now in what we can and can't do because of quarantine and, and the virus and I try to be really positive about it as much as I can and find things and find outlets that give me energy like with you and even alone and uh, with my husband. And I'm just hitting a wall. But sometimes it's just you realize you're bored. Yes. And and literally when I was watching the Antiques Roadshow with my husband and we were going to sleep at 8.30 three nights in a row this week, Mm -hmm. I, I... woke him up one night and said this is entire we are not 91 years old like what is happening well you know what i mean also it's like um this sounds bad but it's like what am i doing that i need to stay awake for i know that sounds depressing i know but one thing that really was a highlight for my week was i went for a fire pit with some friends yeah. And obviously you're my friend and I talk to you all the time. So it's nice to go to a sit outside with people we had you hadn't seen in well, a while. Well, I think you were like doing something, I don't know, but I it was just yeah, I wasn't in my house by myself and just talking to some friends that I really like. 
Yeah. It's weird how like just simplistic something small it, right, these days feels really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like when we went to the, the patio in our car. <laughs> That's right. We oh. said last week car patio. We finally went out to eat at a patio. That turned out to be my car. We sat inside our cars and we were too scared and the too cold. The heaters on that patio were amazing. <laughs> Especially with the windows up. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're, we're going to jump right into the friendship we're topic. We're going to jump right in. Yeah, we, we've gone in some circles. But we're, we're going to jump right in now. We're going to do a, a big belly flop into it. Ow! Cannonball. Psh, I wish we had sound effects. We could. We could just do them ourselves. Your sounded like oh, an explosion. Yeah, I was trying to be the low end of your high, high end. end. Ying See? to the yang, ying to the yang, and that's how you be a good friend. <laughs> okay, so when we were talking about friendship, we we first when when we met because we know the date that we met and start like our friendship started, and it was April twenty eighth. And what this April twentieth, it's going to be seventeen or eighteen. Years. I'm not sure. I think it's Wait. 18. We met in 2004. So 2021 would be 17. Okay. Yeah. So 17 years of friendship. And we always celebrate. We do like a friend anniversary. It's very fun. But one of the things about our friendship is that it it is the thing in life throughout all the changes that we have faced in 17 years as because we're we're both in our early 30s so you you've we've gone through a lot of change right that was from when we were in high school to go those are like your most changing years years and we went through all these changes and somehow changed together Mm -hmm. you know and so you're like one of the most consistent things in my life right you know you you're always there we we just go through everything together, you know? Yeah. And and I think that this is one of the elements of a good friendship is that being able to change together, being able to um, grow together um, in the growing pains and, and, you know, in the dark moments and in the good moments, you were just as much there in all of those. Right. You know? And so... The consistency, I think that aspect of a good friendship, it's kind of like, duh. But it's it's a hard thing to accomplish, actually. Yeah, because, and this isn't bad, there are friends that come into your life that are really just for a season. Right. And th- nothing bad even has to happen or for anything. For it to end. Right. I mean, yeah. you just, li- your season of life changes and their season of life changes and it's and it's organic were, and natural you were what you were supposed to be for each other right for that time and it's still beautiful and special and it served its purpose right and then i mean and i think having a best friend that's like a lifelong friend you don't have a lot of those no. obviously yeah. because it's very rare that you would change and go through every season with someone and decide I want to keep being there no matter what journey I'm on or them right yeah well and then I think there's like another level of friendship too 
mm-hmm. like not just seasonal friends and then a forever best friend, but like a group of intimate friends. Like we have a group of intimate friends that I would think are like a close circle of friends that we really can push each other to be better, but also we celebrate together and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's also really important. Right. And, and I feel like there are people I can open up to and that can open up to me uh, about important things, but it's not like we're in every moment of every mm-hmm. part of each other's life right. all the time, but, but, and that's okay. Right. Cause you and I are that way, but I, I think that that is something that is more rare that you do with maybe one or two people. Right. Um, Can you imagine a life without friends? It would I be, mean, it would be really lonely. I th- I, think I think it's one I think of the some worst. People li- struggle with with finding friends. Yeah, and so that's why we're talking about how to find your friends and how to be a good friend, because it that would be it, it, it's very lonely. I think um, it's such a it's such a beautiful thing and I I think talking about friendship is something that isn't talked about very much actually I think people talk about relationships and spouses and even you know parent child family stuff but like you are like a chosen family for me you know and I think that having friends is something that can sustain you make you a better person not just from what the friend does for you but what you are to the friend. yeah it, you become a better person in being a good friend totally and and that kind of actually puts us to the uh david white essay that we wanted to talk about a little bit today it's called friendship and uh you can look this up online if you t- if you type in david white friendship you can find it or that's also in this book this book is called consolations and he writes um it's called the solace nourishment and underlying meaning of everyday words so he writes about the meaning of everyday words and one of them is friendship yeah and it's a whole essay and we're not going to read the whole essay but there's one part of it that really resonates with both of us um so i was going to read this little excerpt the excerpt because this yeah we love it All right. In the course of the years, a close friendship will always reveal the shadow in the other as much as in ourselves. To remain friends, we must know the other and their difficulties and even their sins and encourage the best in them, not through critique, but through addressing the better part of them, the leading creative edge of their incarnation, and thus subtly discouraging what makes them smaller, less generous, less of themselves. Yeah. Okay. So why we love this is because I, I personally believe like our friendship, Haley and I's friendship has been so successful in the sense of it, it's, la- you know, it's longevity, but also what it brings to both of us is because we are not afraid to call out the best in each other. And I think it's because we know each other so well. Including our vulnerabilities, difficulties, shortcomings. Yes, and sins, like just like the, yes. the essay. Like we know, we know the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? 
And it's, it's so natural for me to do this. And I know it is for you too, that I don't even think about it. But like when I see you falling in, in a certain way or like not falling, but you know what I mean? Like struggling, struggling or not making the best decision. Yeah. Or like when we're talking and I see your, your train of thought maybe is more ego or than soul, mm-hmm. you know, but, but putting those words around it now, right, not right, knowing that. Then, right. Um, just like when I see you out of alignment with who the best version of you is, mm-hmm. I am not afraid and actually don't even think about not right. saying it. It's not a thought. I yeah. come out and say it to you and, and you do this to me too. Mm-hmm. And it hurts a little bit sometimes. Sometimes it it feels like, ouch. But, but, but what he was saying is it's not really through, it is critique. But sometimes it is critique. But whenever you're doing it, from a place of that intimacy where you're saying I know and love the best version of you and and reminding each other what that looks like and who that person is and then it's not so much like scolding yeah it's like oh crap it's like you're right you know yeah I think so I think it plays out and I'm glad you said that because I think it plays out in some different ways sometimes it does come in the form of criticism right where like if you're doing something I'll be like Haley think about this is this like think about your goal is this really what you want to be doing you know what I mean and like I and it's a big conversation that we have that's kind of tough and 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 we can be like you know you struggle with this right and you're like oh Right. And that that's a tough conversation. And then I think the other way that we admonish each other is when one of us is down and we're not feeling aligned, we do things for each other. Like we we get the other person on board with doing something together that shows that person Hmm. this is who we want to be. Remember, Mm -hmm. like without saying it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yes, I'm trying to think of an example, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, it's like if we're if one of us is struggling to find fulfillment or purpose or whatever, or we feel we're feeling lost or something, the other person just has to come around and us talk and do something together, mm-hmm. and it's like a reminder of, oh, this is who I. Yeah. And this is who I want to be. And when I'm with you, whenever we do things like it puts me on track. Do you feel that way? Yes, I do. I feel like if I'm ever in some sort of like slump or I can even feel myself kind of spiraling because I can get in like a kind of negative spiral in my thoughts sometimes. And I know that, well, if you don't call somebody or talk to somebody you know you're just gonna keep doing that and I know that if I call you you know the things to say or ways whether we go for a run or whether we cook a dinner with really beautiful ingredients or you know anything like that I know that you know the ways to get me out of those Funks. funks and slumps which we all go through yeah yeah and I think that that part of a good friendship really does come from like years of knowing each other Obviously, years of yeah. seeing each other in different situations and, and really really being able to call out those best parts of you uh when you need it mm-hmm. you know and and honestly um this is something about 
my marriage, right? Why it's a practice. Why I chose the person I chose to marry is because Mm. I believe um, he calls out the best in me in the times when I feel really low, Mm. Um, which which is, Mm. you know, that's like a I mean, I'm very emotional about that because I think I think when you let someone know you that well, and I'm talking about you and my, my husband, y'all are, you know, you let someone know you that well, they can tell when you're going through something. Right. And it's not your best, but they, they see your, they see you at your best when you're not at your best. Mm. You do know what I mean? And there's just been times where, where my husband can, can say something to me that I'm like, you're right. You know, like, okay, I'm glad you can see it today because I can't see it in myself today. Well, and what makes it emotional is that you've let someone see all the parts of you, which is very brave and vulnerable. And so when someone who has seen all of it then calls the best part of you forward and sees the best part it really means something because they but, know you. But if you're in a relationship, a friendship, um, partnership. a partnership, whatever, where you never show your vulnerabilities or your shortcomings or when you struggle with something, well, if they say they love the best part of you, that doesn't mean a whole lot because they've only seen certain sides of you. Well, and there's something so selfless about this type of relationship Mm -hmm. because it means that and I want to word this correctly because you know I had been in other relationships with people who it was loving you know what I mean and and there was love and everything but when times were hard like if I was going through something it was like oh she's not she's not that person anymore You know, she's not the fun. Mm. She's not her, you know, when you're at your best, like, oh, she's not that person. Oh, you know, and it's like they're 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 missing it. Mm. But they're they're not thinking about how to help you out of it. Do you know what Mm, I mean? And so when you are in a relationship where the person loves you and they've seen you and they know you and I'm talking about friendships too, Mm -hmm. like deep enough like that. There's something so selfless about that type of friend and being that type of friend where, okay, that person's not giving you anything in that moment because they're depleted or they're going through something. They they have nothing to offer you mm-hmm. and you don't care. Right. You just want to them let too. them see the best of themselves and know that that's still there mm-hmm. because you're wanting to see them come through it because right. you love and care for them. Right. And I feel like that's kind of why friendship to me has often felt like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I, I also want to word this correctly because I don't mean, um, oh, I look at you and see myself. That's not what I mean. I mean, you have seen all of the things about me, so I can't pretend around you. Right. Which is a good thing. Right. I could try to put up some sort of front with you about whatever I'm going through or whatever um, is happening with me. And I know that I will always get the truth. 
Right. Because you've already seen me. Right. <laughs> and that's like very refreshing. And vulnerable. It's very vulnerable and scary sometimes because there's no there's no pretending anymore. Yeah. You know? And and it's hard to it's hard to say like what that thing is that you find in another person to to be like, yep, I'm going there with them. Yep, I'm gonna be vulnerable. This is my my and, and because I consider as a friend like Haley to be my soulmate. Right. Like there's a soul connection there and it's it's a, as a friend. Yeah, and, and, and I think that yeah, this is the kind of like discernment you have to have to find that person. Yeah, and it's also just something inexplicable too. Yeah, I think like, like you when you find your your yeah, husband you or whatever. You kind of just like when you know, you know, when you feel safe to open up to someone, you should when you feel a check in your gut like I'm this might be a friend that I have to have fun with. You right. know, this might just be a friend I have to have happy hour. Like and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Because I don't think we have to be our you know, show everything to everyone. You know, right, I right. think that's probably unwise, actually. And people should not that people have to work to hear your story or whatever, but people should be able to be trusted with your story before you share it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that may take some time, but it also might be something that you meet someone and you have some sort of connection with them, a spark that's inexplicable. And you think, I know this person is I don't know them very well, but. I know that they're a safe place for me. Right. And I would say if, you know, there's a lot of people who believe that you find your best friends and your closest friends from childhood and, you know, high school and and college typically, right? Because you're in that stage of life where you're, you're really playful, exploring, you're especially in college, you move somewhere new, you're all kind of vulnerable living on your own for the first time. So you really connect with people. And, and I know there are close friendships. You're also when you're young, you're really open to the world. Right, right. But it is very possible to find true and close friendship in your later years. Um, My mom and her best friend, they they met in their 50s yeah 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 and they're and, and they're best friends yeah and they're like oh my gosh I needed you to come into my life at that moment and we're about to we're living our best years together right right and they're I mean and they're they're like soulmate best friends too I mm -hmm. would say so that was in their 50s and in our group of friends like our girlfriends that we hang out with and, and the guys and guy friends, yeah. um this group we we found them within the last I would say seven years, like from our mid twenties, our, our kind of mid to late twenties. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, you, you shouldn't feel like, Oh, my time's passed to find like a close group of friends because if, if people are open and you are open, it's a hundred percent going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and how we found our group of friends and how I think the best way to find your people is, Whenever you are doing the things you care about and you are passionate about something and you really pursue that in your life, um, you're going to find a group of people who also kind of 
care about that or they're mingling around the fringes of that and you find each other and you're drawn to each other. Some sort of connection point. Right. And, and for us, I just remember whenever we moved to our town after college and you had moved back from Spain, we found the place that we wanted to live because it was kind of an artsy, cool area. And that first year, it was just you and me kind of, you know, just us. And we were working hard to pay the bills and living on our own for the first time. But then we made some very conscious decisions after that year to invest in being part of the community. You and the art community, me and um, with floral design in the floral world of our community. And going out and listening to music. Yes, like doing going out and really pursuing our passions in our community. And then that is where we met our group of people. Specifically, one of our closest friends uh, is our bass player, Chadwick Murray, who now his his wife, (laughs) uh, he brought us our one of our other best friends through his union with her. But thank God, thank God he married her. Um, and so, but we met him because of this one thing. We were going out and listening to live music. His band played, uh, it was the band Murr in Dallas, and we loved their music. And I said, you know what, Haley, at the end of the set, I said, you know what, if, if someone liked our music this much, who is listening to it in the audience, we would want them to come tell us afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you want to hear some affirmation about what you're doing. And so we went up to Chadwick because he was kind of putting his stuff away. He was a mm-hmm. bass player. And we just wanted to tell him how great we thought the music was. And he said, are y'all Haley and Amanda? And we were about like, floored. What? Because I think five years earlier, we had played a open, open mic, mic or something in deep Ellum, and he was working the door and he thought we were so funny because we were ridiculous <laughs> on stage we were like doing these dumb jokes and so we were like yes and he goes I saw y'all at LaGrange and blah 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 and he goes y'all are so funny and we th- and he said if y'all ever wanted to start a band because we were just mm-hmm. an acoustic duo he said let me know I want to be the bass player and we were just kind of like what we're like we do want to start a band and we want you to be the bass player and so he started coming over every week we would cook him dinner one night a week and we would write music together and practice and it just it built this amazing friendship around something we love yeah but you know and and there's like a moment there you know at the end of that set where we could have been like that was good music let's get out of here and then like no friend would have been made Right. So I think connection. Yeah. Also, as we move into the world, we have to be open, not for some I'm going out to meet a friend tonight. I'm like, no, but but when things move you. Yeah. Just be open enough to compliment someone or, you know, if you're out at a bar by yourself or not a bar wherever and you see someone that does something interesting to you, it's okay to talk to them. Like, it's okay to make a mention. Like, it's almost like you're creating little moments for connection with others. And maybe they grow into something and maybe they don't. But, like, who cares? Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel like, because I have felt this way before, um, like, oh, that person probably doesn't want me to talk to them right now. Or, like, 
especially like with a band like I bet they've got a bunch of people coming up to them after the show like we should go you know what I mean and the truth is is that no everybody want everybody wants connection and everybody wants a friend yeah and so it's you know it's these it's these moments it's these small moments where you if you feel a little twinge like just be open to that like what you were Mm -hmm. saying just let yourself go there and and meet the person and see what happens and you know there's no way we could have known that Chadwick was going to turn out to be one of our closest friends there's just no way yeah and you know here here we are years later we threw them their engagement party we were at their wedding we you know we're we're living life with them and I can't imagine us not knowing them. Yeah. And I also on another like, because we were kind of talking about like friends in levels and levels probably not the right word, like this friend's more important or whatever. But, you know, you have acquaintances. I would consider people that are my acquaintances friends. And then, you know, are like more inner circle and then like your best friend. I don't know. But, you know, maybe you're in a time right now, especially during quarantine, where maybe your acquaintances you wish they were better closer friends and you're feeling that in your mind like oh no the band wouldn't want me to talk to them you know like oh they wouldn't want me to reach out and make a deeper connection with them because we're like acquaintances and we can't go deep like no just try it you know like outdoor fire pit and see what happens yeah go everyone's dying for connection right now I know so I think it's not just being open for that initial spark, but then being open to go a little bit deeper if it feels right. Yeah, and and that's the thing is I think that it really has to feel right because there have definitely been people, I'm not going to say for sure, that every person I have encountered and reached out to that I thought would be a friend worked out because that's not the case. Heck no. And and you you don't want to... The, the thing that you don't want is you don't want to be pursuing someone and them not be pursuing you back in an equal... Like a one-way street. Yeah, you don't want a one-way friendship because... Either way. Either way, yes. Right. Like them pursuing you, are you pursuing them as a friend? And But I do think it's important to, to put yourself out there and try it. And then you realize this person really isn't like giving much to me or adding much to my life and I'm not really adding much to theirs it seems like I'm a burden to them and they are thinking that I'm not that special and you know what I mean like then move on yeah I think you can find your people you can test the waters in both directions you can test the waters to see if this is right to go a little deeper and you can test the waters by pulling back a little and if there's no response no outreach like hey where'd you go or like hey I'm kind of missing you or whatever like then you know move on yeah and I think that's okay Mm -hmm. and and everyone's kind of going through different stuff and that that could have been a a friend again like Haley said for a season and that's perfectly fine another another thing that I want to touch on about friendship here is if you are in a close friendship and, and several of you might be like having a close friendship and you're in a slump with that person, meaning there, there is something going on in the friendship that is really difficult right now. Um, it could be a, a big transition. It could be, um, it, I don't know, it could be anything. 
and you're ha- you're going through a rough patch with this person. You're feeling disconnected, but but you know that y'all are best friends and and you're you're connect like you love this person. You're connected to you them. Don't want to lose them. You don't want to lose them because Haley and I have had many of those moments, and that's what I'm saying. I think outlasting those and working through those has what is what has made us closer. And so Haley, I know that you wanted to talk about specifically one time in our friendship where it was very, um, a bunch of turbulence, I would say like it was really rocky. A lot of things were changing Mm -hmm. and it was feeling like scary between us. Like what's going on? We're not going to make it through this. Are we going to make it transition? And you, you reached out to a good friend of ours, Nancy wonders, who's been on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We recommend her episode. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and she she brought David White to you. That's when you first found out about the poet David White, who That's we reference right. all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the poem called The Stone. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to read it or anything, but can you kind of tell everyone, like, what was it about that that got us? Like, it, it changed something for you that helped us. It did. It was a pivotal moment in me as a human, actually. Yeah. Like, making a step to be more brave, more courageous, but that is equal, equally being more scared and more vulnerable. Yeah. Like they do not come separately ever. So obviously you and I had already been in a very close, close, vulnerable friendship, which is beautiful. We'd shown so many things. So when, when change starts to happen, it, is more even more difficult so also know that um so when things change and they hurt the initial like reaction is to kind of run away and just assume well you know this isn't working this isn't this is too hard this hurts too much yeah because you you weren't agreeing with the decision that I was making right and it was pulling us apart because I was like I don't care you know, like this is, this feels right to me. And if it doesn't feel right to you, I'm sorry, this is my life. And you were also like, I want to be a part of your life, but I'm so against this. And like, well, and, and you were like, I want you to be a part of my life. Yeah, I want, I want to make this decision and you be okay with it and us move on. And then you be a part of my life. And so, but it was just this huge disconnect. Right. So and we were going to make it or we were going to have to part ways. Yeah. And so I I just can't find a way to let my guard down in this way. Da, da, da. And then Nancy Wonders introduced me to David White and this poem. He start, he's talking about vulnerability, of course. And I'm, you know, you hear vulnerability and you want to run for the hills. <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice concept, but if you have to implement it, it's really hard. It's really hard because... It's it's not as hard on the surface, and then the deeper and deeper you get, it's really really hard. Yeah. And because if if you show your if you allow yourself to be seen, and I'm quoting David White, I think if you allow yourself to be seen, then you allow yourself to be touched, and if you allow yourself to be touched, you allow yourself to be hurt. Right. And so you'd rather just maybe not have all of those things, <laughs> and so. She, I, he's talking about vulnerability in this talk called Half a Shade Braver. 
and he starts talking about this stone and he learns a lot from nature like nature really teaches him a lot of life lessons so there's this stone in Ireland I believe um, that's up at the top of this hill and there's a river running by it and there is a face carved into this stone and the it's talking about the river like washing over it and like it being outside in the storms and like all this stuff and that this face just stays there and the face like gets weathered and it gets seen and like all these people come in and out and like you know every weather and he compares this to me what it spoke to for me in that moment was what kind of person and what kind of friend I wanted to be I wanted to be a person that just rolled away when things got hard or if I wanted to be at the end of my life that same stone with the same face but that had just been weathered by things that came and also good good things the sun shone on that stone you know yeah. and I decided that as hard as it was if there was anything in my life worth staying, it was for you. And that was what I chose to do. And I put my big girl pants on. Mm -hmm. I took a step into maturity that I had not taken previously. And I said, this is really hard for me. Maybe I agree with this. Maybe I agree with that. It doesn't matter. Um, you know how I feel. And... I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I will. And I think that kind of flipped a switch for me that it kind of wasn't. It's not even like a thought or an option anymore. You know, like. There, there's seasons, seasons change, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not going anywhere. Right. And like, how lucky am I to have this friend? Oh. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm I think you believe the same thing about me, hopefully. Yeah, you know, I do. <laughs> yeah, but it, that that kind of mentality, I think, hopefully that speaks to you. Um, if you're listening to this and you're you're in a rough place with your with your friend, it's it, it's you can choose to be the weathered stone. You can choose to stay uh, with alongside this person's journey, whether you agree or disagree with their decisions um, and love them and again call out the best in them and be a part of the journey and because at the end of the day it's it's not they get to make they're a separate person from you they get to make their own decisions and it's just about you laying down this thing and saying I'm going to stick around yeah and, and that actually I'm sorry that makes me want to read the last thing that we were going to read from the essay yeah. of David White but finish your thought because... Well, I was just going to say that that Haley came to me in that turmoil and she said this to me and, and she said that she read this poem and she wants to be the stone and she's going to stick around. And for me, it just made me feel like, well, like total relief, like thank God because I felt really good about my decision and I wanted her to be a part of my life and, um, and so... It just, it was so much relief, but it also just made me realize how much she cared for me and how much she loved me. And, you know, it, it is, it's like that, you know, her and I, we, we go through seasons where our friendship can be difficult and, and hard, but 
at the end of the day, I think we always choose each other. We always choose to stay on the journey together. And, you know, there might be some time where we need a little time apart on something, but we're together, you know, and I just, it's such a good feeling and I wish it for every person to have this type of friendship. And I think, I think it's out there for every person if you're open to finding, um, because I, it almost sounds like we're talking about soulmates, like partner, but, but I think it's similar. Yeah. You know, and I think people don't talk about friendship like this, but when you find a close friend that is like your soulmate friend and you've shown yourself to them. Yeah. And, and you go back. on the life journey together. It is really rare and it is really precious. It's very precious. Yeah. And um, it's it's a really, I think, important thing to have in life and to to want and to look for outside of just a uh a romantic partner as well. Yeah. I'm going to read this last um, paragraph from David White's essay on friendship because I think this is a perfect way to sum up what we're saying. Um, It says, but no matter the medicinal virtues of being a true friend or sustaining a long, close friendship with another, the ultimate touchstone of friendship is not improvement. Neither of the other nor of the self. The ultimate touchstone is witness. The privilege of having been seen by someone and the equal privilege of being granted the sight of the other, the essence of another, to have walked with them and to have believed in them and sometimes just to have accompanied them for however brief a span on a journey that is impossible to accomplish alone. So sweet. It is. And and I think that goes to like the selflessness that you were talking about earlier. Like this friendship no longer is about you making me a better person or you no. helping me through things. This is about I have had the privilege to see the essence of another human being and connect with it. And I think that is almost, if I'm being honest, all I can ask out of life. To have been seen by a human and connected and them love it. And to, for that person to have let me see them and let me love it and let me connect with it. And us to just walk side by side in this journey. It's really sweet and beautiful and true. And, and I just, I want to end this episode just saying like, be a good friend. Yeah. It makes life better and the world better. It really does. Like the people in your life that you love and are close to open up, allow yourself to be more vulnerable, allow, and I'm not saying with everybody, but I'm saying pick the people and choose to go there with them because it's a very beautiful part of life. And like what you're saying, it's just, it, it's more than making someone better or you becoming better. It's just getting to experience this journey of life with another person and seeing their essence and sharing your essence and sharing the beauty of life together. And I know that might sound cheesy, but like it is really, like we were saying, the greatest accomplishment in our lives and um and I think people 
lucky people find that with a romantic partner and then like I feel doubly lucky that I have that with you you greedy (laughs) so anyways we hope that you guys uh loved this episode we hope it calls you to be uh, a great good friend to others call the best out in each other yes and live purdy I just never know when you're going to sneak that in. Just go out there and live pretty, y'all. Okay, bye. <laughs>